A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dr. Matt and Dr. Mike's A to Z of the Human Body. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Todorovich. I mispronounced my own surname then. Uh, joined, maybe I'm an AI. Could be. Yeah, you need to I'm do that. joined by Dr. Matu Baton. How are you, Matu? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Really? You prefer it to normal me? <laughs> uh, a to Z episode, talking about... Uh, agonist. So basically, this is the term that a lot you of know people you're getting use to clo- describe oh. you as part of this podcast duo. Is you're the agonist of the duo. So you're the antagonist. What are we getting close to, Matt? The end of the first page <laughs> of the text of the uh, index of the textbook. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, gosh, how many pages of the index? I don't want to even look. Yeah, I'm too scared. We haven't even finished a. Quite the endeavour. I think we've got a couple of years ahead of us here. Let's hope that our friendship lasts that long. Uh, I'm not hopeful, but anyway. Uh, Matthew. Well, we've got a long distance relationship now because you're moving university, so it may work. It may yeah, work. maybe right. Maybe uh, it didn't work for my parents, but maybe it'll work for us. <laughs> so luckily you and I don't share any children. That well, you know of. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Agonist. Yeah, so agonist, what context have you heard this term? Uh, so this is obviously in the medical context. Yeah, so I often hear about it uh, pharmacologically. So a drug agonist. So it agonizes, which I always found was interesting because when I think about an agonist, you think of being in agony, yeah. right? Yeah. And you think of, oh, it agonizes. So it's doing something wrong Painful. or against. It's doing something against that thing. But in actual fact... And you're, I'm sure I don't want to take the wind out of your sails here, but an agonist amplifies or stimulates or um, promotes something, right? That's an, I mean, that's just my I mean, that, off that, the top of the head I think that's, definition. Yes, that's what it does. But I don't know from the etymology of the term whether that's where it derives from. So what is the etymology? Well, what I came from, I mean, you could have different context, uh, context, context to this term. Yeah. But when I search within medicine... It seems to be more pertinent to pharmacology. Yeah, makes sense. And so it's a Greek term and it seems to come from the term or the root derivative of agon, A-G-O-N, which means to contest or to struggle. Right. Okay. Opposed to an antagonist, which would be an opponent or adversary. 
that's weird because I don't feel, because usually when you have words like that, it means the opposite. But, okay, read it again. Read, read agonist and then read antagonist. I don't feel like the definition of antagonist is, is the much opposite. Different. Yeah. Well, read it again. Read it again. So the derivative of agonist is agon. Yeah. Which means to contest or to struggle. Right. You could also go further down to. You're you're competing against somebody, right? When I explain it, it'll make sense. All right. But even shorter still with AGO, agol. Yeah, ago. Opposed to ago. Right. Past tense. Uh, Ago means to lead, lead towards, or conduct. Right. Whether that helps. In the definition, not sure. But when you think of the contest or the struggle, if you look at in in, in the scheme of pharmacology, mm-hmm. it would be an interaction between the hormone, the neurotransmitter, or the drug and its receptor. So it's kind of having a context contest or a struggle with other molecules to bind to the receptor. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So you have a receptor that's, you know, going to create, by, by binding something to this receptor, it's going to cause a physiological or biological action, right? Yeah. And so there's other things contesting for the that, binding. The binding. All right. Okay. And so and what you, was the definition of antagonist? And then, or antagonist is a, an opponent or an adversary. Yeah, and that makes sense because it's an antagonist or an antagonistic drug opposes the, the agonist. Agonist. Yeah. So if it's if you know if it binds to a receptor to stimulate a response, an antagonist will do the opposite. Now it might still bind to the receptor, yeah. but it's going to antagonize or do the opposite of the response or stop. Stop the stimulus. Yeah, like a beta blocker. Yeah. All right. So, but in the context of anatomy. When right. we look at skeletal muscles, oh yeah, 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 you could say that an agonist, usually referred to as the prime mover, yes, would be struggling to produce the movement. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, for example, biceps agonist for uh, elbow flexion, mm. you would say that it's struggling to move the forearm. Yep. Right. And, the and, the, and there you could use the term agony because the muscles <laughs> yeah, in agony to, yeah. to create the agonist action. It's probably an easier, that's probably the easiest way to remember it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. That's good. Okay. So what else do you have to tell us about so agonists? The, so that's the etymology of the term, but I guess if we go into explaining what they actually mean. So in pharmacology, you would say an agonist is a chemical that activates a receptor to produce a biological or physiological response. Sure. Now, this could be endogenous. So inside the body. So produced by the body. Yeah. Or exogenous. Yeah, taken in from outside, like a drug. Yeah, so an example you could use here could be the endogenous opioid system in your body. Right, endorphins, enkephalins, dynorphins. Yeah, so there are... um, Opioid receptors in your body. Mm-hmm. So these would be beta, kappa, delta. Yep. Mu. Mu. And so these, what were these hormones you mentioned? Uh, endorphins, dynorphins, enkephalins. They are made by your own body. So they are endogenous agonists. So they jump onto those receptors that we just mentioned. Yep. And they create a response. Yep. But then you can put artificial or exogenous uh, agonists in 
which still act on the same receptor. So exogenous opioids. But they compete with, so they struggle, contest with your own. So the various opiates. Yeah. Which can include heroin, morphine. That's right. Yep. And so then you can have other terms that- But they're not antagonists, they're agonists, That's right. right. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So they're not blocking it, no. but they are competing with the other molecules in the body to bind to those receptors. They all want to stimulate that receptor. Yeah. So they're competing against each other. So then we can have a few other terms that you can add to these, what an agonist means in pharmacology. So you can have a full agonist, which means when it binds, it basically has the same response to the endogenous agonists. So if you think of morphine, it's probably going to have a fairly similar response to say endorphins. What's it called? A full agonist. A full agonist. Okay. But then you can have partial agonists, which also bind to the receptor, but don't have such a strong response. They don't produce such a strong response. Mm. And so again, in the context of pain pharmacology, you could look at buprenorphine, which I do use in, not myself, I do use for my animals in my peripheral nerve research. Right. And the thought of using this particular drug is it produces a response, in this case, an analgesic response, but it's less powerful as morphine would. So you may not get as strongly dependent on it physiologically. Okay. Like your mice aren't going to get dependent on it. Yeah. They're not going to start rubbing their neighbouring mice for more. <laughs> That's, right. Okay. That's right. That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And then you can get a super agonist, which... Um, super agonist. Super agonist. It's, that's how I describe you, I suppose. So these, these agonists yep. produce a greater response than the full agonist. Right. So, for example, you, if, if I've identified a drug, and I don't know what example you're going to use. Um, Have you watched- Hold um, up, hold up, hold up, okay. hold up. Just let me say this first. Uh, uh, I know that um, the endogenous opioids- Right, combine to their opioid receptors and have an analgesic response. Yeah. So knock pain on the head. I could take another drug that works even better than those. Yeah. And that would be super. Super. Not supra. Super. Super. Yeah. Like Superman. But you think it would be supra, but super that I came across. Okay, anyway. so what were you going to say? Have I watched what? Oh, there's a, there's a new TV. Painkillers? Yeah. No, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I, I started watching Everyone it. Everyone keeps telling me. Is it interesting? So it's about the opioid... Oxycodone. Epidemic in the US. Yeah. Okay. 
and how what it was just so widely prescribed or people oh, at this point at, to at this it point or? it was more coming from the angle of the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company or CEO or the person who owns the oversees the company and the, his desire to come up with a medication that will be something that you can take all the time just to make you feel feel better so you may not be in excruciating pain you might be in the kind of pain levels of four to five to six, mm. not eight, nine, ten. Right. But it's not only taking your pain away, but making you feel better. Yeah. But so is that a super... No, no, no. But I was just thinking in the context of opioid pharmacology, you could start to produce medication that may have a more powerful effect than just the full. Right. This may be, correct me if I'm wrong here, you may be going to other medications like fentanyl, where they have a more profound physiological response that's not only doing the analgesic response but also the euphoria, the really feeling good, which mm. then creates the dependence and the withdrawals and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And then you have another type of agonist interaction, which is an irreversible response. So once a drug or an agonist binds to the receptor, it's covalently attached and it can't be pulled off. Until it's lifetime of the molecule. Yeah, or the, receptor, or the receptor gets killed off with it as well. Any as examples well. of this? No, I couldn't think of one. What about like carbon monoxide? When you breathe in carbon monoxide, it displaces the oxygen off the hemoglobin uh, and competitively binds so much so that the oxygen cannot bind to it. Mm. That would be an agonist, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or would it be an antagonist? Well, mm. it, I think in that case, probably that's true. Interesting. But it might be a different type of response because it's more of a carrier rather than a create an effect to the red blood cell. But it's, you'd still, yeah, it's still either an agonist or an antagonist when it comes to that receptor. Um, so no examples of that, huh? Oh, I should have, I should have looked it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I think there's a nicotinic ones and that's where you have some of those drugs, you know, coming from the dart frog and... Oh, yeah. You know, there's ones where they, oh, yeah, yeah, they would yeah. cause full paralysis. Yes, like a, a curry. Because um, uh, I think they work through that. Mecha- curry? Kuru? No, I think that's a disease. Yeah, no, that's right. That's a some- prion disease. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like that. that. I think um, they're like uh, the inductive agents for analgesia, not analgesia, um, anesthetics, where they kind of just turn the, they hyper-stimulate the muscle, then the muscle becomes so stimulated it then paralyzes. Anyway, uh, a couple of clinical points that we could discuss here yep. is dopamine agonists. Mm-hmm. So could you quickly just talk in the context of Parkinson's disease? In what regard? How dopamine works in Parkinson's? Or maybe the medications. So... In Parkinson's disease, the primary issue is a deficiency in, in dopamine, right? Yeah, deficient. So the, the dopamine-producing neurons, called the dopaminergic neurons, uh, are dying off, and they've been dying off for decades. And as soon as you hit a point where there's probably less than 80% of the uh, what should be normal levels of dopamine, that you start to exhibit the signs and symptoms of Parkinson's disease which is the resting tremor, the postural instability, the shuffling gait, and so forth. Um, These uh, dopamine-producing neurons uh, are associated with the substantia nigra, which basically just means small black area. Uh, 
that produce the dopamine. And these this dopamine is very important in what's called the basal nuclei. So a very deep part of the brain associated with uh, initiating movement and smoothing movement out, but also associated with other things, sleep, uh, cognition, and so forth. Uh, and so with the reduction of this dopamine, you can't move the way that you used to. So initiating movement can be difficult and you tend to have shaky movement. So when you do move, it tends to be shaking, right? So if you were to give just, let's just say, oral dopamine? Yes, it wouldn't work. Why? Uh, because dopamine it cannot cross the blood-brain barrier. So you need a dopamine precursor called levodopa. And does that mean, does levodopa work as an agonist on itself? Yes, yeah, so levodopa does have action by itself, but most of it. So would that be a partial agonist, would you say? I would say it's a partial agonist, but most of it is when it gets converted uh, into dopamine in the central nervous system. So it goes across the blood-brain barrier into your central nervous system and then metabolically or enzymatically it's changed to dopamine where that's it has right. a more profound or maybe a full agonist action. Yes, that's right. Yep. Okay, Brilliant. That's my example. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. And that was Agonist. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.